If you know me, you know I love high-quality clothes and occasionally a luxury item here or there, but I hate spending luxury prices, so I rarely buy anything really nice for myself. That was until I discovered Quince. They have so much good stuff for you guys. Quince offers a range of high-quality items at prices within reach. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Love that. It's also really important to me that the clothes I wear are created in a safe environment. And Quince only works with factories that use ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So obviously, I really love that. I bought a Mongolian cashmere sweater from Quince and no joke, I have worn it once a week, all fall and winter long. It's so soft, premium quality, and looks like I spent a fortune on it, but it was only 50 bucks. I've told all of my friends about Quint. I also love their men's line and have gotten some nice activewear and performance tees for Andrew that he loves. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eastham for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eastfam to get free shipping and a 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eastfam. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to A Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today, we take it back for you guys to 2017 um, to tell you a story that we really haven't shared on the podcast before. We actually experienced a miscarriage and... Because of Drew, because we're constantly talking about parenthood and parenting and everything that we've gone through, we thought we should just take you through the whole journey. It really tested our relationship. We went through a lot of um, ups and downs, arguments, you know, heartache, heartbreak, so many different things that I think a lot of you are probably going through in your own way that we thought we could relate relate with. Yeah, we did make a video about this uh, shortly after it happened, but we haven't really dived or delved into the details um, and you haven't shared how you were feeling. I haven't really shared how I was feeling. There's a lot that goes into those nuances that we've never talked about. And so I do just have to say that I'm super proud of you, Sean, for having the courage to speak up. I think that it is a super emotional thing that's not easy to talk about, but one in every four pregnancies in a miscarriage. And so it's not a rare occurrence, but it is rare to want to talk about. So do know that, um, there is hope if you're experiencing this and there is another chapter and it's not over. It's a hard conversation to have. It's a hard topic to know what to say. So to anybody out there who is trying to get pregnant, who can't get pregnant, who wants to get pregnant, who has lost a pregnancy or lost a beautiful baby, um, we're praying for you. You're not alone. We're sorry that anyone in this world has to go through that heartache because it's so hard. Um, but we're praying for you. And there's a community out there. Just reach out that will help you heal from your loss. Yes. So we hope that this helps clarify any questions. Uh, hopefully it gives insight into how we were able to deal with it. This podcast episode specifically is more about how things went down. We're going to do another one on, on really how we dealt with it. And so stay tuned for that. Um, speaking of which, speaking of t staying tuned, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the show and rate it, uh, on whatever platform you're listening to. It really helps us out. Yeah, we're happy to have you here. Hope you enjoy this one. Hope you learn and take something from it. Let's just go ahead and jump into it.
This happened in 2017. 2017, the fall of. Yeah. That's wow. Right. That seems like forever ago. Mm-hmm. So to give you guys the rundown of the story, 2017, Andrew is bouncing around um, the NFL. He's going from tryout to tryout and you were signed to the Raiders at the beginning of the year, and then you moved to the Seahawks. No, the Rams. Uh, I was on the yeah, LA I had Rams. That totally wrong. I was on the LA Rams as you were filming a TV show, The Adventure Capitalist. Yes. Um, and that was the spring. That's when we took our whole Grand Canyon and National Park adventure. <laughs> yes. Um, and then that fall, I had a bunch of workouts, and we were kind of based out of LA. We had an apartment out there, and um, I literally had. 10 different workouts. So pretty much every week I was flying out mm-hmm. um, and going to Chicago or Detroit or Arizona or wherever to, to get in front of an NFL team. But this particular weekend, you had four back-to-back tryouts mm-hmm. that you were flying to. I think you flew to Michigan, you flew to New York. I went to Detroit. And then before I even finished that workout, I got a call from the Bears. Yep which never really happens. Again, I'm not recalling any of these actual specifics, right? I'm like New York, Michigan. You're like, Oh no, 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 you're right. Actually. No, no, you're right. I went from Detroit to New York. You're right. Not because you just missed me. Yes. Because while he's bouncing around going from tryout to tryout, I'm flying to New York city to be on the today show because we're announcing the premiere of that adventure capitalist show that I had filmed in the spring. Yeah. You're doing a whole press circuit and it was on Megan. Um, what was her name? Megan Kelly show. Megan Kelly mm-hmm. show. Yeah. The segment. So a little bit more detail into this. Andrew, he had been bouncing around for a while. He hadn't seen his family, your siblings in a while and your parents. So after these four tryouts, he was planning on flying back to Indianapolis and spending a week there mm-hmm. because he wanted to hang out with his brothers and just kind of catch up. And since I was doing this press tour, I was going on the press tour and I was going to just go home afterwards and we were going to meet up about a week and a half later. Mm-hmm. So I fly to New York City. The day that we said goodbye in Los Angeles, I knew there was something off. I felt weird. I, my period was late. I was having like, I just, I had this inkling and I went to take a pregnancy test. You didn't even know this. We were still, we were in the apartment together. And I think we were filming a video about putting together the patio furniture or something. Mm. And I snuck to the bathroom and took a pregnancy test. And it was kind of a, it wasn't a clear pregnancy test, but it was faint enough that I, I got a little nervous. I was like, uh, I wonder, I think I might be pregnant, whatever, but you packed up your stuff and you left Yeah. because I mean, we were literally heading to the airport 30 minutes later. And at this point we weren't actively trying to have a child, No. but we weren't opposed to it. So we were just kind of having fun. We were <laughs> just doing things. We were just yeah. doing things ready to, to deal with the consequences. Yes. So I, Andrew flies out to his first tryout. I fly out to LA. I get to LA and I'm still like, can't shake this thought that I I just feel like I'm pregnant and I'm kind of talking to Andrew, but I'm not telling him any of this because it's such a huge moment in your life as well. You're Mm -hmm. trying out for these NFL teams for a potential career. I mean, it was just a huge moment for both of us. Yeah. So the night before um, the today show, I run to CVS. I grabbed a bunch of pregnancy tests of every brand, mm. 
go back to the hotel room and took all of them. And one by one, every single test was blatantly pregnant. And I was like, I freaked out. I started bawling because I was just overwhelmed. We were at a crazy point in our lives. Were we against children at that time? Absolutely not. But like you said, it wasn't something we were planning for. And I went through this roller coaster of emotions. I felt so alone because I did not want to tell you over the phone. And then also you've expressed me and my relationship with football was, I would say rather unhealthy. I would always get super anxious and like kind of heady. I would, I would just kind of stress out about the whole situation. And you were super gracious in like trying to shield me from any other outside stress <laughs> yeah. so that I would have the best chance of going in to one of these tryouts and like making the team mm -hmm. with full confidence. Well, in, in my mind, there was a lot going on as well. I knew you were pursuing your dream and career yeah. and the thought of having a kid. You know, whenever I look at pictures of our kids from the past year, I'm amazed at how fast they're growing up. Oh my gosh, me too. And we've been doing a deep dive into old photos lately. Sometimes the thought hits me hard that I'm getting older too. And this has led me to think a lot about the legacy I want to leave behind, what kind of parent I want to be, and things like our family's financial security. We've been talking a lot about this recently and are excited to share that Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple to get the protection that's right for your family. Life insurance doesn't have to be some big confusing topic. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. 10 minutes is crazy fast. Plus, it's all online and on your schedule. No appointments, scheduling, or piles of paperwork. Just apply when it's convenient for you. This is the first company I've heard of where you can go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required, and they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash eastfam. That's meetfabric.com slash eastfam. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash eastfam. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. We'll also link it down below and let's get back to it. In being pregnant at that time, I was like, I was afraid it would distract you. I was afraid it would put more pressure on you to feel like you had to make a team or mm -hmm. you had to support the family in a way that you weren't already, which you were. It's just, I was afraid it would put more pressure on you. And I did not want to tell you over the phone that I was pregnant because I, that's not how I pictured this fairy tale coming true. So I ended up just kind of keeping it to myself, my own little secret for a while. I cried my eyes out out of confusion and fear and happiness and everything for about two days straight. Is this I when was, you took the clips of, yes. of the pregnancy test turning positive? Yes. Yeah. Um, I went on the Today Show with Jeremy Bloom the next day and I will confess that he knew but he only knew because I was sick mm. and people kept trying to like hand me coffee or there were like smokers around us or whatever. And Jeremy was kind of like the big brother protective. He's like, Oh, she has to run and take a call or something. And I'd be running to the bathroom cause I was sick. Um, so he was awesome and he did know. So I apologize. He knew before you. It's funny now knowing that you were pregnant during that segment, you seemed super quiet and reserved yeah. and like something was wrong on that show. And now it makes sense. I was, I could not form a sentence. And I even told Jeremy at the time, I was like, you have to, like, this is yours because I can't operate as a human being right now. My yeah. mind is so whatever. So anyways, 
I want to keep enough time in this podcast to actually talk about everything. Yeah. Um, fast forward, I called Andrew and started acting super, super sketchy. But again, I couldn't tell him why over the phone. I was like, I can't have you go back to Indiana, like Indiana after your tryouts. And I waited till your last tryout to tell you this. But I was like, you cannot go back to Indiana. You have to come home. And which, again, is such a dramatic, terrible thing to do to your significant other. Sean, but I didn't know how to execute it. I didn't know how to get you home without sharing it. And you were acting, you never really do, you never really forced my hand like yeah. that. And so that's when I was sitting in my hotel room the night before my trial with the Giants. And I, I recorded that clip mm -hmm. where it was so emotional for me because I was like, she might be pregnant. And then it was, which is crazy that you came to that conclusion. Well, cause you were acting pretty suspicious. I know, I know, but I didn't but know, like you, you did not, you really didn't allude to the pregnancy thing at all. It was just me like trying to prepare for yeah. the most, you know, the most jarring yeah. situation possible. Do you remember the emotions? I don't want to, we don't need to dive too deep, but like the first time I thought like, oh my gosh, we might have a child on the way was like even before I knew you were pregnant, it was wild. I just will never forget sitting there and like crying, thinking about you going from my wife to the person I would raise a child with. Well, and I think the hardest thing for me, yes, I remember the emotions. I literally remember standing in the shower in the hotel room, and this is dramatic, but just bawling for mm -hmm. almost an hour straight. Because when you aren't actively planning for a kid, you, your mind isn't in the place of, oh, let's go buy baby furniture and let's like raise this human being. Yeah. And I knew we had talked about kids before, but I knew we weren't on the same page with like, this is time for us. Yeah. And it scared me. It just scared me. There's so many just natural thoughts that go through your head when you first find out you're pregnant. And you're mm -hmm. not planning it too. It's, mm -hmm. it's just like, am I actually made for this? Am I, am I going to be able to raise a good human being? Am I meant to be a mom? Are you meant to be a dad? Or like, mm -hmm. it's just, it's terrifying. And okay. Anyways, <laughs> I remember that. And it was, it was really hard. So I finally convinced you, I, I played a card that I've never played in my entire life. And I was like, as your wife, I need you to not ask questions and I need you to come home. Yeah. And it was, it was just point blank. So Andrew flew home. I met him at home and I remember I just literally walked in the door and handed you a box of baby shoes because I wanted, I mean, again, that fairy tale I dreamt about, I wanted to tell you in a sweet way, but I still felt so alone because I didn't have my husband Yeah, and needed to share it. So remember we're filming all this too. Yeah. And I just, when I look at that video, it's such a. I mean, that is the most emotional video that we've ever made that, that I've ever watched personally, obviously, because we're directly connected to it. But I remember you texting me like, hey, I'm two minutes out. And I set up the camera because I was like, well, just in case Sean actually is pregnant. First of all, I know she can't really keep a surprise. So it's, she's going <laughs> to yeah. tell me right when she gets here. And that's you're, you're not going to surprise us. But then <laughs> I was like, I want to document this whole process. Like yeah. I, I just, my, my dad is big into the home video thing. And so I, it meant a lot to me to like be able to show potentially my future child, like, Hey, this is when we first found out we were going to meet you someday. 
So that's why we had the camera set up. Yeah. So and was, I told him and we both just started bawling. You were speechless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just like you said, there's so many thoughts that go through your mind when that moment is confirmed. Like, okay, you're actually pregnant. Some are really, really fun. Mm-hmm. And others are kind of darker, if you will. Absolutely. And so I like, I, I wasn't actually crying. I was just kind of like floored, speechless. I didn't even know what to do or well, how to react. And again, like kind of like you alluded to, I don't want to get too dark here. And, but there's so fear is a crazy thing. Yeah. Fear is a crazy emotion that forms terrible thoughts. And yeah. you just have like these thoughts of like, is my life over? Because you have all of these people in the world who are like, Oh, once you have a kid, your social life is gone. It's going to ruin your marriage. It's You're never going to have sex again. You're never like people just put these thoughts of doubt and fear in your mind that a child could be a negative. And yeah. So, well, we should clarify in certain phases of life. Absolutely. Right? And we were still 23 or 24. Mm-hmm. Now realizing that so many people do view the other side of having a kid as like their one goal in life because mm-hmm. they can't get there changes everything right yes, but, but we were in the mindset of like oh my gosh we're being selfish out here in los angeles we could go to events and do this and that we have all this freedom we and it saw was just that like, a kid would be the end end of that which scared us and there's all this self-doubt like am i worthy am i gonna mess this up yeah. like this yeah. child depends on me am i ready for that so yeah so that's a whole thing and i i i've sean i got a question for you okay what is it on a scale from chug to sip, <laughs> how would you rate your hydration style? Um, interesting question. I would say I'm a sip girl. I sip on my coffee for literally hours and sip on water throughout the day. What about you? I would say I'm a chug type of guy, yeah. no doubt. But whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. I actually really love liquid IV, especially since nursing bear. I feel like I'm always thirsty. I like that it's sugar-free and it's fun to sip on throughout the day. The flavors are really good, and I've loved having a flavored drink rather than just water in my cup. My favorite flavor is the lemon-lime, and Sean loves strawberry and tropical punch. It's crazy to me that one stick in 16 ounces of water has three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks and eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Yes, sir. That's why they say it hydrates better than water alone. However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free, in bulk, nationwide, at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code EASTFAM at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code EASTFAM at liquidiv.com. Never been one to stay up and like have my mind race at night, but that <laughs> night I probably got like two hours of sleep because yeah. I was just thinking through everything it's so overwhelming and i remember getting to a point at about 5 a.m where i was like so excited and you start dreaming of names and and what they're gonna look like and the little baby shoes they're gonna be wearing (laughs) and like you like you just kind of have these i went from being terrified Mm -hmm. and having all this self-doubt to like you reach that point of excitement Mm -hmm. right and it was the first night i had slept in about three or four days Mm. because Again, I just felt, I felt alone not having you and not being able to talk it through with you and not being able to like process it all. And so that night I actually slept and I felt comforted and I felt excited, just like you said. So then 
we wake up, we have our coffee. We start talking about like just everything, baby names. And it had to have been. Oh my gosh. You know, we woke up at six or seven. I think it was at nine or 10 when I started getting these excruciating, like lower abdomen pains. This is literally within 12 hours of us finding, like us sharing the news that she's pregnant. Yeah. And about three hours after I had started building excitement. Yeah. So I got these excruciating lower abdomen pains and just started bleeding a lot and got really scared by it. Cause again, I mean, I knew about pregnancy, but I didn't know about anything else. Really. I didn't know the details of it or what, you know, naturally came with pregnancy, but I didn't think that was part of it. And I got nervous and we didn't really have doctors back in, um, LA. We still had our doctors in Nashville. So I called our doctor here in Nashville and kind of talked her through it. And she said, I think you need to go into a clinic there and get yourself checked, especially if you've tested positive for being pregnant, just every, all this stuff. Um, and how did you find the doctor that we went to? She found him. Really? Mm-hmm. So our doctor here in Nashville actually had a doctor in, um, knew a doctor in LA And so by this time, I mean, I was curled up in the fetal position. Yeah, we were cuddling on the couch. You were in the fetal position in the bathroom. I honestly had no clue. Yeah. Anything. I thought this was like morning sick. Yeah. I I I didn't know anything. Neither did I. So we actually got an appointment and went to the hospital. And this is, I mean, we can show you videos too if you watch this on YouTube, but I was white and gray in the face. I couldn't get up off the bathroom floor. Every inch of my, what did you feel? I felt just, I felt violently just like my body was sick. Mm. I don't know how to say that. Like, Mm. I didn't feel like I was going to, I did feel nauseous, um, but I didn't feel like I was going to throw up. It was just like an all over my skin hurt. My toes hurt. My head never felt anything like that before. Never ever. And it just, it felt, bad. And so we got this appointment with the OBGYN in LA, kind of like an emergency appointment. We went right in. I think it ended up being two or three hours after. Um, so by now it's like early afternoon. We get there. Andrew still has like optimism and excitement, but I don't know how to explain it. I, I knew when I was pregnant, it's like, there's something that switches in your brain. And it was, Mm. it was a weird feeling. And I knew it was gone. Mm. I I don't know how. It just, I didn't have that feeling. And so we were at the doctor and we got an ultrasound and the doctor was like, we need to take blood work and everything. But basically like you're miscarrying, like we can tell. And I just remember sitting there because I, as a husband, you just, I really didn't even understand how the female body worked or the cycles or what, like, mm-hmm. how do you know you're pregnant, whatever. So I was just like along for the ride, had the camera out. Cause I thought we were going to get an ultrasound and see our baby for the first yeah. time, but it didn't turn out like that. So then he confirms that I was miscarrying they took blood work. And I remember when he got the blood work back and he was, he was the best doctor for what we are going through. Dr. I've, Goldberg. Dr. Goldberg. Mm-hmm. I think he would be okay with us naming him. Yeah. Um, but I remember him saying I was a little bit farther along than we 
initially thought. They thought I was probably eight or nine weeks instead of six weeks or again, still very early. Um, but I remember feeling like an absolute child at the doctor. And I don't, I don't mean that because of a way they made me feel, but I just felt just like, okay, mamas, ladies, after having three babies, I never thought I would wear an underwire bra again until I found Skims. So right before I had Bear, Skims sent me a couple of maternity bras. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wear maternity bras. They're so uncomfortable. They're not for me. I tried them on. They are the most supportive, most amazing, only maternity bra I have worn this entire pregnancy. On top of that, the material is so soft and the straps are adjustable for maximum comfort and it fits every woman out there. They have a million sizes to choose from. My favorite Skims bra ever is the quote fits everybody t-shirt bra and it's literally the best t-shirt bra I have ever worn. It's seamless, flawless, perfect. You're going to love it. If you're a fan of no underwire, the products I would highly recommend are the wireless form t-shirt bra and the no-show unlined demi bra. I like the color sand because you can't see it through white t-shirts, which is the color I usually go with, but they have a color for everybody. Whether you're pregnant, postpartum, nursing, or none of the above, and you just want a good bra, go to Skims. They've got one for everyone. Shop Skims bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes, 30A all the way to 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75, if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select couple things in the drop down menu that follows. Skims.com. Like, you know, when you're sick or you get hurt and you just want mommy and daddy to make it okay. Mm. I just felt like, I don't know. I just felt lost. And I remember I could have absolutely lost it at the doctor's office, but tried to keep it together because I remember Dr. Goldberg sitting us down in his office after... We were done with everything, the ultrasounds, the blood work, all of it. And he looked me like dead in the eyes and he's like, you did not do this. Mm -hmm. It's nothing. It has nothing to do with what you ate or who you were around or nothing. It's not your fault. It just happens. And man, I could do an entire podcast about that. But the amount of guilt you feel as a woman when you miscarry I had never felt that before. Oh, he gave us some stats, some facts. I'll just read them here. He said about one in four pregnancies end in miscarriage, but it's not talked about commonly. And that was a cool, you know, we, sh we ended up sharing this video and it was number one on YouTube. It was <laughs> like, it was, it went wild because it's not often talked about. And he like, we had just gone through this whole experience of finding out we're pregnant to finding out it was a miscarriage in like a short amount of time. Anyway, the, the cool side effect of us sharing that, which took a lot of courage on your part. Well, I want to explain that too real quick, just yeah. because again, we were filming everything for our own. We never, ever, ever planned on yeah. putting that on the internet ever. That yeah. was for a home video for us to document our first child. If you look at the videos we had made, up to that point, it was like slime videos and yeah. collabs with these Nickelodeon stars. We had never show, showed anything like that personal. And yeah. after we got home from the doctor, I wanted to watch the footage. I wanted to go back and look at everything 
I was just sad. I was really lost and really sad. And I had no yeah. idea how to even begin to pull myself back together. So I was just watching through it. I was watching through your little speech to that baby yeah. and just all of these things. And we started editing a video again for us. And I remember late that night having a conversation with Andrew saying and telling him, and if you know the dynamic between us, Andrew's more the one who's like, let's post this. It's fun. I'm more the one that's like, I don't want to post it. Yeah. And I was the one telling Andrew, I was like, I want to post this. And he kept saying, are you sure? I don't think, you know, like he kept trying to protect me and say like, I don't think we should do that. Let's keep it to ourselves. And I don't know why I just kept insisting. And I remember I stayed up almost all night that night after we posted it, reading comments and just crying, reading people's personal stories about how they got through their miscarriage and that they went through it as well. And I just didn't feel alone. Yeah. yeah. Cause um, it was cool for me to sit there and watch you be able to sympathize and empathize and encourage and get encouragement from people who have been through the same thing and are in different, uh, different points in the journey or process of grieving or making it, you know, Hey, I went through three miscarriages and then I had three kids and, you mm -hmm. know, just like to get different perspective was really cool on you for, for you. Anyway, on a personal note, that's when I first realized like, wow, social media as bad a rap as it gets can actually be really cool. And I think it helped you through a really tough time. My emotional, uh, perspective on the whole thing was like a little different just because my grieving was not so much. Um, it was, it was just because I saw you were so deeply mm -hmm. affected and there's, I feel like the mom just has a different well, relationship than the dad that early on in the. Absolutely. Pregnancy, right? And no woman can ever expect a man to understand that because again, it's since a, since a man doesn't get pregnant, I mean, the hormones, the, the yeah. just like innate kind of like mom sense that you get during the pregnancy. I could never expect you to feel that or understand it. And I remember there were times where, especially like the first week after where I would just literally be so happy one minute and then just start bawling the next minute. And you would ask me to like explain and I would try to explain as much as I could, but I'd just be like, you know, I just, I just need you to hug me. I mean, yeah. and I think the best thing you can do when you go through something like that is to try to over communicate and overshare and try to explain because your partner can't understand. Even if you're sharing, I don't know why, but I'm feeling sad. Mm -hmm. Like you don't, you know, I just expressing emotions and where you are is really important. Well, and you did a good job with that. It came with some learning. And to explain a little bit about kind of what you go through when you miscarry or what I went through. Every person is different. I've, I just felt sad. I felt so sad. And I will admit I was not one to have ever have probably thought that that much emotion could be attached to something that was um, so fleeting. I mean, I literally only knew for a few days and you know, I was nine weeks pregnant. I wasn't full term or whatever. I, I was probably one to be ins insensitive to miscarriage before I actually went through it. And I kept telling and trying to explain to Andrew afterwards that 
I felt like I lost a child. I felt like Mm -hmm. as a woman, one of my like purposes in life, individually, one of my purposes in, in life was to be able to carry your child, to take care of them, to, you know, birth them, to do all this. And when I miscarried, I felt like one of those like fundamental foundational things that I might've been taught as a child, which is like one of my purposes as a wife is to give you a child. I felt like I failed at, and it almost made me feel like I was a failure as a wife to you and as a spouse, which makes total sense now seeing the, the turmoil relationships kind of go through after losing children of any of age or pregnancy or whatever. It's just, there was so much guilt wrapped up in it that I felt like you were going to resent me for it. It seemed like you were feeling guilt for that reason, but also as you discussed earlier, like did you do something wrong mm-hmm. like that affected this outcome? And I don't know. It's, it's so interesting like that, the guilt that you felt for failing me in my mind, it was like, because I wasn't so immediately focused on it or so like locked in, zoomed in on the situation as you were, I was encouraged that, Hey, we can try this <laughs> yeah. again. We're 24. Yeah. This is not the end of the road. You yeah. Know? Did you feel like, Oh, we, this didn't work out now. Maybe it'll never work out. Absolutely. Mm. Oh my gosh. I went down a very, very dark path, which I think is just natural when you go through something like that. But in my mind, I went through, all these different thoughts of like, did my baby feel all of the sadness and like the anxiety Mm. and stress I was feeling those first few days? And did I cause it because of that? Or is it all the dumb stuff that I did as an athlete when I went through eating disorders and took dumb pills and like, did I ruin my body back then? Or is this a, you know, karma thing or is it I mean I just I I don't know I had all these terrible thoughts of my dream has always been to be a mother yeah maybe I wasn't born to and that scared me so doc said that 25 percent of pregnancies end in miscarriage but it's not commonly talked about it's never talked about. There I mean, are, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And I think it's because women feel such guilt and pain around it that most women I know are just, I mean, I think it's it's a female thing. It's like, I'm fine. I don't want to talk about it. I would encourage you listening, if you're in any way related to this subject, to know that one you're not alone Two, this isn't the end of the road. And three, there can be a lot of comfort and community. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you'd have to say to him, but I mean, just, you're not alone. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I, it's hard because when I was going through it, part of me didn't want to share it with anyone because I didn't want to be reminded of it on a daily basis. I didn't want people to be like, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to have to deal with that every single day with every person, especially when you live 
you know, in on a platform or in the limelight, I knew that was going to be magnified. And so I didn't know what my own personal strength was, whether I'd be able to process that or deal with it. But then when I decided to share, I healed through other people. I healed through the stories of people saying, I'm going through it. And I went through it. I mean, it made me sad to see how common it was. Yeah. I, I wish this upon no one. Um, but to see that and to read and to talk to women who got through it or went through it and how they healed, healed me. And yes, it was really hard to be confronted by, by people every single day and say, I'm so sorry for your loss. I mean, it was a beautiful thing to be told, but it also just kind of like, it still stung and I just took time. I, uh, we've been told that the feelings of guilt are normal in miscarriage. You experienced it. I would say that those feelings, it seems like are normal, but not necessarily like justified or like they're, they're not true. So don't listen to the darker voices that say you did something wrong or you, you caused this. Mm -hmm. I kind of view, I'm somewhat of like a, like predestination. I, I view this as like just part of the beautiful story tapestry that's being formed that again, this isn't the end of the road. There's going to be the next part in this story. Mm -hmm. Just stay tuned. Just make it to that next step if you yeah. will. And don't let it derail you completely. Well, and I would say too, that I think one of the worst things you could do, which is something I think women are very, um, what something we tend to do is to just compartmentalize, push it away and not yeah. talk about it. And I think it will eat you alive. Um, you have to talk to someone because that guilt will consume you. And even though it's no guilt should be felt, it's just like when you go through something like that, you need someone, you need someone there to just remind you as annoying as it might be, as you, as much as you might try to push it off, you need someone to say, you're going to get through it. You're going to be okay. And it was not your fault. Yeah. And do know that most women who miscarry can get pregnant yes. again. And so there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There's, you know, a rainbow baby, uh, that, that could be had. And I, um, I, do want to talk about probably on the next episode, how we each grieved mm -hmm. through that process and how that affected us moving forward. Once yeah. we kind of found out about the miscarriage, how did that change things? Cause it did. It did a lot. And um, it was actually hard on our relationship for a while. For sure. Definitely. I do have to say though, Sean, I am super impressed by how you dealt with it. You were honest. You were self-aware you were, uh, you were open to communicating about it and talking about it. And, um, it's cool just to see how many people as tough as it may be for you now seek you out for advice on how to make it through that. And I just think you're the perfect person for that. And I'll, like, that's me being fully transparent. I just, I admire you a lot this instance the, and this event increased that. 
Thank you. Admiration. So I could not have gotten through it without you. Um, thank, <laughs> I love you. Um, so yes, this I, I thought we were going to get through a lot more in this podcast, but we'll need to do a part two. Yes. Yep. Um. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Sorry for the somber podcast, but it all ends very happy. Um, if you liked this, please subscribe to it and give and give the show a rating. Just one more word of encouragement. Yeah. If you are being affected by this or if you're discouraged, I don't know where you might be in your journey, but I would say God does have a plan and like there can be beauty found if you look for it. So don't get too discouraged. Mm -hmm. I would say embrace the emotion. Let it, let it be a reason to draw closer to whoever you're going through this with, whether it's your husband or whoever you're going through it with, have it draw, draw you closer and not further apart. And, uh, just know that Sean and I are here rooting for you and, um, we'll do our best to answer any questions that you have. So as a reminder, next week we have another interview with a really fun couple. Yes. And then the week after that, we'll give part two. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're thankful for all of you. This is the East fam out.